Hello, I hope you are having a lovely day today. I want to thank every one of you who commented on or left feedback on my last video on learning to dress femininely. It was so fun hearing all of your testimonies, stories, journeys. It was really encouraging. And thank you to everyone who asked for the closet tour. I'm working on that, so hopefully that will be one of the next videos that I get up for you. Today's video is going to be along the similar lines of embracing our femininity, but when it comes to using social media, I think so. a lot of times social media can be a very contentious place or a place of quarreling or a place of grinding and pushing which is very masculine and so I have been on a journey of trying to figure out how to use social media in a way that it is a blessing and that it encourages me having a gentle and quiet spirit because there are ways or traps of using social media that can make a woman become very masculine. So I do want to read the verse from 1 Peter again because I just think it ties into this so well. Likewise, wives, be subject to your own husbands so that even if some do not obey the word, they may be won without a word by the conduct of their wives. When they see your respectful and pure conduct, do not let your adorning be external, the braiding of hair and the putting on of gold jewelry or the clothes you wear. But let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit, which in God's sight is very precious. I really want to highlight that line of let your adorning be the hidden person of the heart with the imperishable beauty of a gentle and quiet spirit. I feel like in today's culture that has been most robbed from women is having a gentle and quiet spirit, especially when it comes to having social media. So I do want to preface that I think everyone has their own journey experiences and convictions with social media and that's going to be unique for everyone's own journey and household and goals and purposes with using it. So my main hope in today's video is to if you're going to use social media is to encourage ways of using social media that helps encourage your biblical femininity. What I will do is share my own journey and my story with using social media. So I have been off of Instagram for over nine months now. I decided to delete my Instagram in December of last year. It was kind of spontaneous, but then kind of not. I had been feeling for a few months a frustration with Instagram. I came from someone who really enjoyed using Instagram. I liked connecting with other homemakers and ladies. I got a lot of inspiration from it. I liked putting out ideas of things that I was doing in the home in a way of giving a positive vision for femininity and homemaking and especially with the goal of reaching the younger generation who is very much on social media. So I have seen a lot of good come from it. There are people in our life today that are true friends that had we not used social media, we would have never have met otherwise. So I do think there are so many benefits from using it. At the same time last fall, I was starting to experience and feel a frustration towards it especially with reels becoming very popular in Instagram, I noticed quickly the consequences that they were having on my attention spans. Everything is short, quick, flashy, and I did notice 
a very big difference in me not even being able to watch long videos without feeling anxious or feeling like I need to do something else or I wouldn't even be able to sit down and crochet without this need to grab my phone and check what was going on. And I always felt this need to grab my phone. If my phone was on me, I would feel, feel this need to just look at it and open it up. I don't know how many times throughout the day my default was just to grab my phone and open up Instagram and scroll. And even if it was just for a little bit, I didn't like that that was my default to grab my phone and open Instagram to the point where a lot of times it was mindless. Like I wasn't even thinking I was gonna do it. It was just almost second nature of grabbing my phone, opening up Instagram. And I didn't like that. I felt it had too much control over me and that was a alarming thing for me. I also didn't like that you can't do other things while receiving information from Instagram. If you're gonna be on Instagram, you're holding your phone, you're paying attention to what's going on, and you're actively scrolling. Your mind is off all other things, your mind is off all other people around you. There is no way you can be on Instagram and be aware of or present with the people around you or present with the activity that you're doing. Instagram all consumes you. And that really bothered me because I do like learning and getting information from people, but I didn't like the way that Instagram was doing it. I much rather prefer to play a YouTube video in the background and I can wash dishes with the YouTube video playing and I can also walk away. I can go into the other room, come back, and I may have missed something, but I'm still gleaning information from it. And if I feel like I missed something, I can just go back. But I can still have that playing while I'm doing other things. Same with podcast. I can have a podcast playing in my headphones while I am on a walk or on our land or out in the garden. And at the same time, my attention span isn't being shortened. And then also as someone who creates stuff, I was convicted that if I don't like the way that Instagram is all consuming, do I wanna keep creating stuff on a platform that consumes people? Do I wanna create reels that are getting people to look at reels instead of being present with their children. Whereas I can be creating YouTube videos and they can still have that in the background as something edifying that's playing while also being present with their kids. These were all of the values issues that were going on throughout my mind and that I was having conversations with Scott all throughout the fall of last year. And then December came and, you know, it's Christmas season and there was some life circumstances that were happening then that I just really wanted to be present for and I didn't want Instagram to even to be a distraction. So spontaneously, I just decided to delete Instagram off of my phone, not even thinking this was a long term thing. It was just kind of a, you know what, for Christmas, I just want to get off of this and it's not even going to be an option to open it. And then I really enjoyed that. And a week turned into two, turned into a month, turned into two months, has now turned into over nine months. And that being said, I do hop on Instagram every now and then because I get messages through Instagram quite a bit. So I try to go through messages 
as much as I can, but that is all through my desktop. So it's not on my phone, which is wonderful. There's something about the desktop version of Instagram that's not really desirable for me to look at. So there's never really any amount of time spent on it other than getting on, do what I need to do and getting off of it. Yeah, so that is where I am now with Instagram. I've never put any rules on myself with it. I've never said I'm gonna be off for a year or for life. It's always been just, I'm off for now and that's how it is. So I could get back on tomorrow and I wouldn't have any uh, values issues with it, but I would be very intentional with how I would use it. And I think that's why I haven't gone back to Instagram is because I can foresee that it's very easy to fall back into old habits. You can get off for a while, but the way that Instagram was created was to get you addicted. So I can foresee that it would maybe still have its challenges and I just don't know if I want to deal with those challenges to be quite honest. I really enjoy my life. I like creating on YouTube. I think it's fun and enjoyable and it's not stressful for me. I noticed that there would be times on Instagram that I would compare myself or feel stressed out about things or even following people that are health content creators I almost feel like something that's supposed to be helpful could easily turn into an obsession that is out of your hands of like, you need to buy this, you need to buy all of these red lights in your house, you need to paint your walls with this EMF paint, and if you're not doing all these things, then you're not healthy, and all the while they're sharing their affiliate codes for all of these things. And I have affiliates, so I'm not saying like shaming this, but I, at the same time, try to be very intentional with how and when I share my affiliate stuff. Every time there's a sale, I don't share the sales because I do think there's this panic buying that happens. If you're constantly pushing, you need to buy this, you need to buy this, you need to buy this. In order to be healthy, you need to buy this. I just don't think that that's healthy or realistic for most households to spend an arm and a leg on health stuff every single month, it's not realistic. So I try to not do that with my stuff. And at the same time, I do have a whole page on my website of brands that I believe in and are in alignment with our values, meaning they're not woke. And if you ever want to look at that, that's all there. I don't go out of my way to talk about it in every video because I never want to stir up a discontent or a lack mindset that you need all of these things in order to have a healthy, fulfilling life. And I think that's easy on Instagram, especially with stories. It's so easy to share things on there. I think that if I were to get back on, I would be extremely guarded with who I follow and even people that I may really like them as people. I still may unfollow them only because they may share political outrage or stressful things that I'm just not interested in consuming. I think it is really important too, if you're gonna use social media to gatekeep the information that you allow into your life. Now, I do wanna talk about, this title was Biblical Femininity and Social Media. So I think all of that kind of ties into this, but I think having access to so many people and to communicating with so many people unfortunately creates this contentiousness of arguing in comment sections. And 
That even happens on YouTube, unfortunately, is arguments in the comment section, which I try to avoid at all costs. And I'm gonna give you some scriptures on this. So there is tons and tons of Proverbs about not arguing with fools. I'm only gonna read a few of them. Proverbs 29.9 says, if a wise man has an argument with a fool, the fool only rages and laughs and there is no quiet. And that ties back into the first Peter verse where it says that they lead a gentle and quiet life. Contending with people in comment sections or just on social media in general, even if you're not calling them a fool, but just be contending with people for the sake of contending people, there is no quiet. And that's kind of a, a rule that I've set for myself, even with YouTube, is contentious comments of not even engaging with them. And sometimes I haven't fully followed that and out of a place of defending myself or wanting to respond or trying to get understanding, I will end up further explaining myself in the comment section. And 99% of the time, the person doubles down on their stance, goes harder, and, and ends up stirring up anger and frustration in me because I feel that they're purposely trying to misunderstand me. Immediately, I'm like, this is taking away my peace. This is taking away me living a quiet life. That is the blessing of there being tons and thousands and millions of videos out there is you're not going to agree with everyone. So just don't watch people that you get angry about. I am shocked at the number of times that people vehemently disagree with us and then comment in the comment section. It's like, well, you didn't actually have to watch this video. No one forced you to watch the video. And so I have to remind myself in those circumstances, don't bother to respond. It's not worth it. It's not even worth it to try to explain myself because it ends up continuing the quarreling. There's another proverb of answer not a fool according to his folly, lest you will be like him yourself. Answer a fool according to his folly, lest he be wise in his own eyes. Another proverbs that is an honor for a man to keep aloof from strife, but every fool will be quarreling. There are ways that you can use social media and, and learn and be like, you know what? No, I'm not doing this. If this is taking away my peace, I'm not doing this. If this is causing me to be a contentious woman, I'm not doing this. And even if it's in a discussion about things that you really do value. I remember in, uh, we were in a conversation in real life and uh, it was friends of a friend and they were making really obnoxious comments about uh, submission and biblical gender roles. And so I was trying to explain our uh, beliefs with it. And in the process of me trying to explain, it ended up rowling up these women even more and getting them to be more aggressive and angry. I didn't feel like they were trying to understand my perspective. And I felt very rattled after the conversation. And I had told Scott afterwards, I was like, you know, in an effort to try to defend our lifestyle, I ended up being contentious in trying to explain to them instead of being like, you know what, it's okay. We totally disagree. It's not a big deal. And that's usually my response for now on is that's okay. Like we can agree to disagree. God bless you. Uh, I'm not going to argue with you about this. I'm not going to become contentious by interacting with 
contentious women. A verse that came to mind with this is 2 Timothy 2 verses 23 through 24. Have nothing to do with foolish, ignorant controversies. You know they breed quarrels, and the Lord's servant must not be quarrelsome, but kind to everyone, able to teach, patiently enduring evil. And I'm not good at this all the time. There are moments when I you know, just want to get my point across and I'll leave a comment and then immediately afterwards, I regret it. Uh, one of my last videos that I did, there was someone who, um, I was talking about buying according to your values and they said, you're a hypocrite because you're on YouTube. And so I tried to explain of like, no, I'm not asking anyone to pay money to YouTube to access our stuff. And we just want to get our message out there. And unfortunately, YouTube is the biggest platform that there is. Again, trying to have understanding for where I was coming from, for why I use YouTube. And that person just, again, they doubled down even harder and was even more aggressive. And I was like, why am I doing this? I don't need to explain myself to someone who is intentionally not even trying to think of the best of me in this situation. And even if you're not someone who creates on social media, even if you are just someone who watches, by not even engaging in comment section arguments, I just, a lot of times, it's just not worth it. And so it's important to look over the social media that you use and are there any platforms that encourages quarreling or contentiousness? on the platforms. And from what I've seen, I do feel like Twitter is definitely a masculine platform. Debates, uh, all kinds of, you know, contention in Twitter. So I just don't even think Twitter is a feminine space at all. I have downloaded it once, I thought about writing stuff, and I was like, yeah, I don't like this. There's a lot of feminists on Twitter. Just couldn't be bothered to enter that realm. And I would say Facebook could err on the side of contentiousness just because, especially the 2020 era of Facebook, it was just very easy to post things that got people to cortisol spikes and being angry at people and that you knew in real life because of their stance on things. And Scott and I were pretty big on using Facebook in that season because we were frustrated with the ways of the world. And then we were frustrated with people who were just going with whatever the news was telling them. It was very frustrating. And I think looking back, there would have been a better way uh, of navigating that season of not being on Facebook. That way I wouldn't have issues with people that I know in real life that if I were with them in person having conversations, things would have gone differently because you're a lot more respectable most of the time uh, having conversations in person with people than you are in comment sections. And I think another way of using social media in a feminine way is using it to connect with like-minded people who encourage and inspire you. So in the season that we were in before this, I didn't have a very big community at all and social media was a huge blessing for me. Like I said, I have made friendships from social media and a lot of them I've met in real life that I would have never met otherwise, but that's because I used social media with an intention. I used Instagram, that's what I was using, with the intention of edifying, encouraging, finding other like-minded believers and 
ask each other questions about, hey, how do you do this? What are your thoughts on this? And I would have never met them otherwise because a lot of these ladies live all over the country, all over the world, but Instagram was an amazing way for us to connect. And that's what I do miss. I, I miss that side of being off Instagram because there are women on Instagram that that is my only way of connecting with them. So I think that is my one, if I'm gonna get back on, that's why, because I think there's a lot of blessings that come from connecting with like-minded women. And at the same time, if possible, it's best if you can find like-minded women in your area so then you can connect in real life with women. That was helpful for the last season that we were in because like I said, I had no community. I didn't have many friends in that area. So it was so edifying. Whereas this new season that we are in, we found an amazing church community. I am kind of on the side of being overwhelmed with community and meeting up with people to where it's hard to steward both real life relationships well and then also manage online relationships well. So that was another reason why I uh, why I stayed off Instagram for as long as I have is because like I really need to learn how to steward this real life friendship season well and how to navigate community when we came out of a season of not a lot of community. And so I think that's why it's important to look at your unique circumstances for the life that you're in and deciding how or if you're gonna use social media in a way that is best fitting for you. I also think it's important with social media to be very guarded on what you choose to share with the world. It may seem like because we have YouTube that we share everything, but we don't. We share our values, we share things that are important, but our private life we really do try to keep very private. And I think this ties into the Matthew 7, 6 verse of, do not give dogs what is holy. Do not throw your pearls before pigs, lest they trample them underfoot and turn to attack you. So with social media, not giving your pearls before pigs. To be very guarded and use wisdom with what you choose to put out on social media. For me, a lot of times I go to Scott and I'm like, what do you think? Should I share this? Should I take this out? Should I not do this? And he is a great uh, gauge for those things. It's very helpful. And then all of this comes back to what does your husband think of social media? Does your husband like you on social media? Does your husband think you become a better, more feminine version of yourself from using social media? Or after you've been on social media, does your husband notice that you're discontent or you're discouraged or you're demoralized? Ask your husband these things and see what his response is. That's again what I've done and why I'm still not on Instagram is because I've had these conversations with Scott and he's like, yeah, I think life is more enjoyable for you being off social media. And it is true because when I was on Instagram, I'll be honest, I was very frustrated with the number of people that were trying to make money off of the average homemaker. It really bothered me. Uh, people making courses on how to clean or making courses to make thousands of dollars off of women who want to quit their jobs to be homemakers. I really struggled with those things and it made me angry because I'm like, here we are trying to encourage women to quit their jobs and come home. And I kind of feel like your motivation for doing it is to make money off of these women. And I struggled with this and I would be frustrated and tell Scott my frustrations and it just wasn't healthy. <laughs> like I said, anytime you notice that you have a, like a moment of anxiety or 
ugh, cortisol spike. This is frustrating. That's never a, a good thing. If you get off of a social media platform feeling worse than you did when you got on it, uh, then maybe it's time to re-examine how you use the platform. And I'm not saying you can't disagree with people. There are plenty of people that I follow that I don't agree with everything that they say. I'm like, oh, that's interesting. Yeah, I don't agree with that, but that's okay. Bless you and move on. I'm not saying you have to follow only the people that you agree with. That's not what I'm saying at all because I don't think we'll ever agree with everyone all the time. I think you can learn from a lot of people that you don't agree with everything that they say, but does what they're saying make you so angry or so frustrated that it leads you to not live a quiet and gentle life? Those are the type of things that I'm talking about. So this was a very long video. I didn't mean for this to be that long. I hope that it was helpful. I hope it gives you intention with how you use social media because uh, I don't think it's bad to use it. I think there's a lot of blessings that come from it. I think it's a great way to reach the younger generation and give a positive vision for young girls that it's good to be a wife, it's good to be a mom, it's good to pursue godliness. I think it's really important that we put that stuff out there into the world, that we don't just leave social media to evil and let evil run rampant all over social media and that be the only vision for young girls. I think it's great to make homemaking and aspirational things for girls to be like, I want that. There's a blessing from using social media. There is just also an, an intention that has to come along with it to make sure it maintains a blessing and doesn't become a curse to your life. So I bless you. I hope you enjoyed today's video and I hope you have a great rest of your day.